In this episode of the Let's Talk About Life podcast, we talk about home, mindfulness, and mastering the subtle art of not giving a f- I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. What does home represent to you? Okay. I like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What does home represent to you? I actually have, this is funny because I've been thinking about this recently. Mm. Um, And because for me now, like I, for a while, consciously, I would call Toronto my home. Right? Like, I think now I subconsciously call it that. Like when I say I'm going home or whatever. And I used to be like here, which I'm, listeners i'm currently in saskatoon which is my home like i'm in my family home right now so we're in a different environment here if you're Mm -hmm. watching and um i think there's still like there's like home home like where you maybe grew up like for me this 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 is my family home is where i grew up for a very long time but now i feel like my home base is is in toronto because of the people that are around me so what does home represent i think um I think it's something for me I've realized it's like that has to be developed. Like it's not like an, maybe an instantaneous thing because it was for a while where Toronto felt maybe like, yeah, where I was like living and based, but I wouldn't really say it was, it checked those boxes of calling it home necessarily. And I think maybe that comes from, like I said, the people around you developing routines, getting to know, you know, the environment. Um, but I mean, people always go, you know, the home, home is where the heart is <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Right? But I think, um, I think it really is like where certain people are. It's like, you know, for me, it's where, it's where Maria is at this point, but then there's also my family. So there's, the, you know, there's different, those different areas. It was like, what feels most comfortable after traveling? We talked about last time, you know, what feels like a place that I can come back to that's like, like you said, a home base, like a, a form of um, where you can kind of, you know, relaxed, rest, and you feel comfortable and, and welcomed in that space. I think that's what it is for me. And this is a place where I am right now and also back in Toronto. And I think you could maybe, you could maybe, you know, create those spaces. But I think that's it. And it's kind of a, it's a weird thing because I, I don't like exactly know the, the direct answer. I don't know if there is one, mm-hmm. but that's what I've been thinking about. What is it for you? What is what does it mean? What does it mean to you? And you've just moved also, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listeners, you remember you've been following along with this decision for the last two, and three forever. months. <laughs> I know, right? It's been such a recurring thing. But as I've been kind of reflecting on the move and the situation more, I realize that home is the people. Yeah, it really is the people. Because if you have the mm. place, you know, if I picture my hometown, Vancouver but you just take out all of the people, then it doesn't feel the same way. I'd say Mm. it's people. I'd say it's also memories as well. I think it's, it's all the things that you mentioned. I think, you know, I think that feeling of comfort and being able to create that space. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing about home, you know, the word home, the entire concept of it is it doesn't necessarily need to be confined to an address or to a single space. Right. I think home is, where you feel comfortable, right? Home is your comfort zone in many ways, mm. right? And while mm. it's good to have a comfort zone, it's a, it's a space to fall back on. I think in many ways, though, as individuals who seek to grow, as individuals who seek to 
reach our full potential, in many ways, we need to leave that. We need to venture out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into an uncomfortable space. And in doing so, uh, this is a line from the video, but in doing so, we become at home in discomfort. Right. We, right. You we create become at home, home in uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Right. And that becomes familiar. That becomes comfortable. That's one thing I've been learning for myself. You know, how can I feel comfortable, feel at home here? And mm. going into another topic, this might be, you know, no, let, let, I'll be completely real. I was talking about this with, with Annie last night. Not going to lie, being in the U.S., A, I definitely feel like a foreigner here. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Interesting. You know, I, I wasn't expecting it to, like, be that different, what I'm used to, but I definitely do feel like a foreigner. Yeah. It is a completely different part of the world, you know, of course. Um, but also, I feel uncomfortable and at many times unsafe mm -hmm. if i'm being honest you know i think being in the u.s and moving to the u.s from the i think last year was like the sixth best city to live in in the world vancouver you know there mm -hmm. were three canadian cities wow. on the top 10 list it was calgary toronto and vancouver right but moving from vancouver to the states here i, I definitely more more than I'd like to admit, have felt quite unsafe. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie, mm -hmm. like, and that's something that I've been just trying to grapple with. If I'm being vulnerable, you yeah. Know? Like when when I first landed here in Philly, there was there was a mass shooting. Like that happened the day after yeah. I landed, mm -hmm. and we drove past the area. And I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I was just like, whoa, okay, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it was that kind of moment, you yeah. know? And since then, I've just been thinking about it, you know, like wherever I go, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. So how are you going about in that, in that uncomfortable, uncomfortability, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't really ignore that, especially yeah. when you arrive and that kind of thing happens, right? It's around you and it's a different environment. How are you personally going about making this feel like home? those aspects of home that you miss, like you say, maybe it's not necessarily the city, it's mm -hmm. the people, but it's it's the environment that you've created. Mm -hmm. How are you starting to go about that now that you've been here for a while? That's a really good question. I would say it's entirely the people, you know, like building mm -hmm. relationships, you mm -hmm. know, meeting new people, meeting up with friends, you know, making new friends, I think is a huge, huge part of it, feeling connected. And I think also like finding a friend group outside of, you know, Annie and I's relationship, I think is extraordinarily important just for my own, having my own circle. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing I've been doing. But in terms of, but I feel like that's honestly all that I can do, you know, mm -hmm. like so much of the terrible stuff that happens is it's just all entirely out of my control. Right. And I think there's nothing I can really do except a be vigilant. And so my over planning, you know, my overplanning mind, you know, thinks about it every time I walk into a space, but also, right. you know, I think so be it, you know, I, I have no control over these kinds of things and it's just learn to live with it. I, I don't yeah. know, man. It, it's, it's challenging if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, it is like, it, it's, it's totally a tough thing. You're, you're, first of all, I mean, it takes a while to adjust to a new environment, right. And a new way of of living, we get so caught up in routines what we've talked about before, right? So when you're like plucked from that, now you've got to create new comfortable routines and those kinds of things, right? Which I think is also a part of 
what I would call like home. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, when I, again, referencing my trip, I was doing things totally different. My routine was all out of whack. Everything was crazy. Right. And then you come back and you're like, it takes you a little bit, like we talked about this little buffer, but once you get back mm-hmm. into it, it's like, okay, you know, this is comfortable. And I think that is a big part for me of, of what mm. quote unquote home means is, is that comfortability, like you're saying. Um, and, and, uh, that can come from routines and just things that, yeah, just things that you're used to. So now for you, like you said, like you're in a different environment and things are happening around you that are, that are very different than, than what, so I guess it's maybe, I'm sure you're trying to find bits of your, let's say past life, you know, in Vancouver to implement because those things are comfortable. And if you can start to do them in a new space, it makes that space comfortable. But then, um, for me, I actually found that like, you know, I would stay, I stayed on my trip in like for like four days at a time in a place. And by the fourth day, I felt like I was kind of set up there. And I would say like, this is kind of, it feels like a home away from home. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I do think part of it is one time two like routines and that kind of thing. And then just like being comfortable, uh, learning about your environment to become comfortable, but it's tough. Yeah. It's a tough thing. It's interesting. Thing. Totally. Yeah. And you bring up a very interesting a very interesting part of it that I didn't think about routines. Mm. And I think like, as I reflect on this more and I will, I will do this, you know, more this week, I feel like our conversations every week are just so useful for me. Just like, it gives me so much mm. to reflect on and mm. implement that week. But I think routine and specifically mindfulness is extraordinarily important. Learning to mm-hmm. find a home within. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like finding a safe, comfortable, yes. well, not necessarily comfortable, but a safe, mindful space within I think is how you can find home wherever you are Mm. and I think you know just as much as we create a home outside of ourselves I think it's also even more important to create a home within ourselves a safe space Mm -hmm. that we can just be where we can be present where we can just be fully here right no matter what stresses might be happening either in the outside world or even inside our mind a refuge a space for ourselves I think is important is especially important to create. And I'm going to do more of that this week, you know, just being mindful wherever I go, you know? know, I mean, it comes back to that quote that you've said many times. I think it's the name of a book, right? Wherever Mm, you go, there you are. And I thought about not to just like dwell on the same things, but, but Mm -hmm. I, I've been thinking about that a lot since we first, you first mentioned it Mm -hmm. specifically now that I've been, I've been moving a little bit, you know, traveling around and not even just that, just like, an interesting, I'll tell you after, an interesting experience that happened a couple of days ago, mm. anxiety inducing. And mm. and I was like, in this moment, you know, I can rely on my environment to bring my anxiety down. So I could be like, when I get to point, you know, B, I will feel better. But I was like, I'm right here right now. Like I can, I can control how I feel. You know what I mean? And And I've really been trying to think about that a lot. Um, and, and yes, you can be impacted by, and we are very much impacted by our environments. I'm not trying to negate that at all. Mm-hmm. However, I think that how you react to yourself, like how, how you can control yourself, regardless of the environment you're in, right? Your mind. And, and I've been, as I've been thinking about that more, um, I found it really, really helpful. So in, in, you know, this context, making home feel like just you, when you like go within which means that you can be wherever you can, you know, yeah, you can literally be wherever physically and try to at least have a sense of that. It doesn't mean that it has to be the only sense of like home, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think that's at, that's at the heart of what we talk about a lot. 
um did you want to talk about that one story oh we can actually it's interesting it's an interesting thing so it's not like it was a i'm not trying to hide anything i was like i don't know it's a little off topic so i i have a severe i mean we both have uh allergies right Mm, gotcha i allergic to funny story amir is allergic to almonds and i didn't know (laughs) so when when he came over on his layover in toronto and i was like and we made you breakfast and it's like i made almond flour pancakes (laughs) and i had no idea i was like oh Mm -hmm. i thought it was and he was like, you're serious? I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're like, I'm allergic to almonds. I had no idea. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, um, we're both allergic to things. So I have a severe wheat mm-hmm. allergy. It's supposedly anaphylactic. And oh, we were out at a uh, cabin with some friends over the weekend. And, you know, we were having marshmallows. I didn't think anything of it. And it turns out the marshmallows had wheat in them, like wheat oh. starch. And I've never directly consumed something with wheat in it. So it gets very predictable for people that don't have allergies, um, just so you know. So it's like, I don't like, you know, I'm very high on the scale, basically the top you can be, but that means I could like have a, you know, my stomach could just be bothered when I have it, or I could go into anaphylactic shock, you know, and not be able to breathe. So we were out, we're about like an hour and a half outside the city, like with like nothing around. Right. And I was like in that moment, um, I was like, I think I want to go back to the city just so we're close to the facilities. I don't know what'll happen, but to be precautionary. And in the past, I've had some pretty severe anxiety. I didn't really call it that or acknowledge it, you know, for many, many years. I didn't really know. But now that I reflect on it, it's like I was pretty anxious about my allergies for a long time because it's such a I mean, scary thing, you know, when you're younger. And and I mean, just in general, because it's unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Death could be involved. You know, it's like a scary thing. Yeah, totally. so, so I've always I've always had really high anxiety. So sometimes even just like thinking about the fact that I'm eating something maybe that I haven't prepared, I'm not sure what's in it. And I could, you know, your brain is very powerful. Your mind's very powerful. So if you start to think about it, I could like make, oh my God, is my throat feeling this way? And like, it starts to feel a certain <laughs> way. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it is actually a common totally. thing, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I read the package. I was like, oh, I have consumed something with weed in it. This is a fact. Mm-hmm. So initially, obviously I was like, oh, like crap and I started to kind of get worked up and and I was like shaking a little bit like just my body you know nervous systems acting up so we got in the car and we're driving home and I'm starting to feel this way and I was like okay I need to I'm okay in this very moment I've taken something I'm going to like meditate for like five ten minutes here and just try to like get control of my brain and not give into it and and I've also learned a lot about like how your body you know and it reacts to your mind and all these kinds so I was like I don't need to be I don't need to be sitting here focusing on what could happen or I was like, what is happening right now? I can breathe fine. You know what I mean? We're going towards somewhere safer. And I just calm myself down. And the act of doing that was like, it was night and day. I could have spent that whole hour and a half freaking out and like wondering if the feelings that I'm feeling are me or is it my brain making them feel that way? And instead I was like, I managed to calm myself down we kind of changed the topic, what we were talking about, and I tried to ignore it, and I felt pretty normal. I ended up being okay. I was completely fine. So luckily, that was good, and, and the Benadryl I took kicked in, and I think, you know, brought down anything I was having. But um, my point is, from this from this story, is that, like, your mind is very powerful, and you, but you have to choose what you're doing with it, because I could have, in that moment, like, nobody around me could have controlled how I reacted to the situation, right? I had to choose to react to the situation a certain way, and... Uh, if you want to tie that into what we're talking about, it's like, as like I said, like you can, you can control, you know, wherever you are, 
your mind and, and what's going on in that. But that was my little, that's my mm, little tangent. Totally. So that is so relatable, dude. <clears throat> Ugh, my entire life, um, I've, I've dealt with the same things and it's exactly what you say. You know, I, I'm starting to eat something a little spicy, but then I feel a little tingle in my throat. I'm like, am I dying? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, then yeah. I spiral to thinking about that, mm-hmm. you know, and then sometimes, you know, I'll just have to consciously will myself like, mm, I'm fine. Like, yeah. Instead of focusing on what could happen. Yes. Said what is happening, mm-hmm. you know, but then also at the same time, tying this into what I was talking about earlier, just concerning like just safety and everything um, over here and like in a foreign place. I think there's also a balance of like, do everything that you can to prepare, you know, mm-hmm. I, like be proactive, you know, like the first of the seven habits of highly effective people, you know, classic. Um, but habit number one, be proactive. And I think prepare as much as you can. But then also, like, once you prepared and like you have a plan or as much as you can do in place, let go of the rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that right now, but Lord knows I need to practice that <laughs> way better. Lord knows. Oh, gosh. You know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, you know, the beauty of these conversations. We're able to figure it out mm-hmm. grow together. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's like, I mean, take you for, for example, you did plan this move a lot, you know, and even what is to come in the fall, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've planned a lot of that, but now you're realizing it seems that you do need to let go of some of those things because you can't control every aspect of it. And I mean, mm-hmm. I just think that's totally. the nature of a new experience. It's like you, we all do that. We all plan. You could like plan out a hard conversation and you get there and then you realize, well, it's mm-hmm. not going to go the way I planned. Right. And you got to kind of let go. But I do think there is some validity to planning things mm-hmm. still, but there ha- you have to be equally as willing to let the moment, you know, take you and change. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, as I was reflecting on kind of this move and everything a little bit more, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week, but I'll say it again, because it was a good point. And if you haven't listened to last week, you can go check out last week's episode. Let's talk about life podcast on Spotify, wherever you get the internet. <laughs> it's always a plug. Um, but I mentioned last time that it was only once I had fully let the situation go mm-hmm. and fully let like the entire like Berkeley school situation. Like once I had let that dream go and like detached myself from the outcome, like fully let go. That's when it came back to me. Right. It was only once I was like, I can live without this. Mm-hmm. I can be fine without this. Then it's like, Hey, okay, now I will come back to you better. And I've just been thinking about that as like, an like what else is that analogous to in life? What else am I holding on to mm-hmm. that I desperately want but what actually, you know, could possibly just actually come to me if I were to just let it go. Mm. You know, I think so often that that applies a lot to happiness or, you know, at least to my conceptualization of like joy and peace. You know, so often we think, OK, I'm holding on to this idea of what I want it to be. I'm holding on to, you know, this is what happiness should look like. I want this. I want to be happy. I want to be peaceful. I want to be joyful. All these things. But in many ways, letting go of that and in in many ways like letting go of our control over that actually let me think of a better way to word this oftentimes we think okay i need these conditions to be met in order to be happy joyful peaceful all these things Mm -hmm. i need to know exactly what's going to happen i need to like all these conditions need to be met i need to be in this certain place but in reality the holding on to those conditions is what's actually preventing us from getting to happiness, getting to them, yeah, peace, right? And in many ways, letting go of the need for happiness in a way, 
the need for happiness can be a roadblock to actually finding it. I don't know how we got here. We were talking about home, but <laughs> no, it's I'm so kidding. good. And it's funny because you said about letting go. I, I saw somebody recently talking about this in regards to, I think they were the YouTube channel or something. It doesn't really matter what it was, but like they were trying, said they said they were trying so hard to like force things a certain mm -hmm. way you know to make it work to make it quote-unquote successful or whatever right and for he said once I stopped like I kind of almost not gave up but I was kind of like you know this is clearly not working like I'm not going to put all my energy into forcing this I'm just going to make stuff whatever like almost caring less mm -hmm. <laughs> and he goes that's when it blew up mm-hmm Right. I completely agree. Completely agree. It's always the projects. It's always the videos that I thought the least of that always did the best. And I feel like the same is going to be for us in this podcast. You know, the less we care about in many ways, like the less we care about the performance of something, the better we tend to do at it because we're doing it for its own sake instead of for the results. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it's it's not just like making YouTube videos. Or pod, it's like anything. <laughs> it's really at anything is the less you it's not like. Saying, saying you care less t sounds terrible, but it's, mm -hmm. it really is. It's like, you know, if you're um, through doing that, like you said, you're not focusing on, you're not focusing on the results. You're not focusing on, um, you're just focusing on the innate, like nature of whatever the activity is that you're doing, right? You're focusing on how um, to do that for the sake of doing it, not for, to, to get something, you said the result, to get something out of it or, or, or outside, um, I don't know, outside pressures or anything like that, right? And and that's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. I think that's something that, like, uh -huh. you just kind of stumble upon, though. Like, I feel like it's really hard to implement. I feel like it's really challenging. Mm -hmm. like, it's like a, you reflect on it later and go, oh, this is what happened. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know totally. if you feel that way. but Totally. Oh, of course. Like, so much is learned in hindsight. Exactly what we're talking about, by the way. I was grabbing something <laughs> while you were talking. Literally, the entirety of what we're talking about right now is... The crux of this orange book. Nice. You've probably seen this around viewers. You've yeah. um, probably seen this and listeners. This is uh, the subtle art of not giving a bleep. bleep. <laughs> 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 oh, usually I swear so much off camera, I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we don't want that E on our podcast. Okay. So yeah, this is the subtle art of not giving a, an F by Mark Manson. The counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And what we're talking about right here, like not caring in a way, is the crux of this book. And it mentions... I bet she's got this. a quote for us, people. Oh, I totally. bet she's got a quote. Amir always has a quote. Ah, here it is. Perfect. Perfect. Here it is. So, um, he, he, he talks about what's called the backwards law. And it's in the first chapter... Of our, uh, of our lives, of uh, the book. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was reading the book at the same time as I was talking. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. our lives. Okay. So, um, I'm going to read it, read out a section here, and I will try to censor myself when I can. Okay. The desire for more positive experience is in and of itself a negative experience. Mm. And paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. This is a total mind F. So I'll give you a minute to unpretzel your brain and maybe read that again. Wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experience is a positive experience. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer to as the backwards law. The idea that you, 
The idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become, as pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The more you desperately want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you actually make. The more you desperately want to be sexy and desired, the uglier, the uglier you come to see yourself, regardless of your actual appearance. The more you desperately want to be happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become, regardless of those who surround you. The more you want to be spiritually enlightened, the more self-centered and shallow you become in trying to get there. Yeah, I got to read that book. I haven't read that book. That just sounds oh, it's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. Wow. But yeah, like what we're talking about, the backwards law. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. So it's almost like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, as, as a closing point, you know, I think it, it's important whether, you know, it, it comes to creating a safe space of our own at home or you know, in our travels or wherever we go or whatever comes into our future. I think it's important to let go. Mm. You know, and as the book says, to master the subtle art of not giving a F. <laughs> yeah, as you as you lower your expect, we I think we talked about expectations mm -hmm. at one point. Yeah, last the, week. The, yeah, the less expectation you put on on things like that, and you just do whatever, and you go into mm -hmm. it with an open mind. And uh, and same thing with this. Like is like if you're if you're trying to find maybe what home is. You know, mm. or, or you're as you're exploring mm -hmm. that, it's like not trying to force it to be something. Yes. Like right wow. now, I said, like for me, it feels like it's in, it's a couple of different places. Maybe it's a couple of different people. None of those are incorrect. There's not like mm -hmm. there's a one way, and like you don't need to put an expectation. You need to feel a certain way. You just need to. It's, I mean, it's just like classic mindfulness. Acknowledge how the what what is actually there, not what mm. you want to be there. Or, or yeah, it's interesting. Totally. That's awesome, dude. Wow. Thank you. Dang. Well, thanks, everybody. We're going to do a little shorter episode today because uh, we thought maybe we'll try something out. We'll shoot a little, mm -hmm. little shorter bit of uh, good, still good information, but in a shorter amount of time. Exactly. So. so let us know what you think about this format. If you want to see shorter episodes or if you like longer ones, leave like, a comment Like, no, I want, below I want, I want seven hours of Amir giving me quotes. <laughs> seven hour LTAL compilation. <laughs> <laughs> man that's awesome but thanks for tuning in everybody uh we will catch you next time bye if you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show make sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts visit us on instagram and tiktok at let's talk about life pod and for more information head on over to harrisonkingofficial.com forward slash podcast now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep meaningful conversation in your own life <laughs>